Welcome hey. to BTEC Philosophers. Hey. The Saudi Arabia special. Reload it. <laughs> Reload, Reload it, it Lucas. <laughs> I, I was going to say add some explosions, but maybe, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> Jeez, I ain't going to lie, that's actually a banging... That was a banging That kind of slaps, that kind of slaps. They, they put some water tune in there, like, back in the day and that, T-Pain on the, on the Saudi Arabia National Anthem. Well, uh, we're recording this immediately after watching Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. <laughs> we, pushed, we pushed the podcast back. Trusty hogs are gonna have to record later. <laughs> Fuck them. We needed to see what happened Ooh. between Argentina and Saudi Arabia. What a game. And do you know what? Sports washing, it works, man. It, it 100%. Works. Big up MBS. <laughs> <laughs> what was Khashoggi doing there he, in the first place? Khashoggi, you're a snake. What? <laughs> we, sh we shouldn't be doing this after a few. We've got beers and we're toasting Saudi Arabia. Hey, to Saudi Arabia. Hey, man. What, a, what a place. What a place, man. Big up Newcastle. <laughs> John Joe Shelby. What a fucking result, man. Do you know what, man? It, it just goes to show what hypocrites we all are, man. Just... <laughs> Before this World Cup, I was like, nah, I'm conflicted. I don't want to watch this shit. <laughs> I watched that game and I'm like, it's fucking football's amazing. Isn't it, what a beautiful game. Everyone should be allowed in, man. Absolutely. People who don't want to move because you want to build that massive city, <laughs> off with their heads. Yeah. Off with their heads. If you're going to potentially put Argentina out in the group stages, you can do what you want as Listen, far as I'm concerned. Football is for everyone. Over there, <laughs> not women or gays. Everyone else. It's allowed, man. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> this is so not okay. <laughs> if, for those of you listening, we've got the Saudi Arabian flag up as our backdrop. We're multicultural, that's what we are. Yeah, we, we like to... We've also talked a lot of shit about the, the regime of Saudi Arabia on this podcast. And within minutes of them potentially putting Messi out of a World Cup... We have you, we have changed our tune. <laughs> Sports is very powerful, man. Sports is very, very, very powerful, man. Because I, I was like, before the World Cup started, I was like, nah, the sports washing, it's not going to work. I don't think it's going to work. But I think that's that's why it is so insidious. Because the power of football is so strong, man. It is, man. Like, watching that game now. I know if you're not a fan of football and you're listening to this and you're trying to escape the World Cup, we apologise. But, you know, it, it is a culturally relevant thing that we have to talk about. And this is what it does. It makes idiots like ourselves root for you root for an underdog. There's something I wonder what that is like the psychology of that. You want to see the people who don't have a chance, no matter what their background, you know, like it's almost like the 300 Spartans. The Spartans were fucking evil. They yeah. killed slaves. They were they were awful, awful people. Yeah. But 300 of them going up against the Persians, it's written about in history because an underdog victory has such a hold over us. Mm. Is that really? There were just 300 of them. 300 of them, yeah, at the, and they held off the, held off the Persians. I would. Is that really? How many Persians were there? Uh, like like millions. Well, a million or something. They held them off. I think. 
that's more to do with the weakness of the Persian. Now, I don't know what their tactics were, man. They they, they really fucked up. Did you say uh, the the Persians are a weak race of people? I, I, I wasn't wasn't saying that. I don't even know if they exist anymore. Uh, they would be modern day Iran. Um, who again? Okay, yeah. Are controversial. It was nice for England to be the good guys in a game yeah. for once. Yeah. Six two England six two winners against Iran. You know, and also black bowlers came out that day. Yeah. We had we had Saka there, we had Bellingham, we had mm. Rashford, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no racial abuse this time when they when they're scoring the goals. Mm, and then we had the whitest guy ever, Jack Grealish, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Pub himself on the front cover <laughs> when he scored. Like yeah, <laughs> old free for a hundred Grealish was there. <laughs> like, yeah, I love Jack Grealish because he is just he, he's one of those footballers who's why, from. Why are you saying Grealish? Grealish, Jack Grealish. It's Grealish. Grealish, all right, sorry. It's, nice. it's weird, I can announce Bakaro Saka, but I can't <laughs> announce Jack Grealish. The white name you fucking up on. But, uh, nah, man, it, it has been... Have you had any conflict whatsoever watching watching these games? I don't... Like, I think it's been a disaster for Qatar. I think they regret it. I was watching a thing yesterday... Someone come out and said the Qataris absolutely regret it. They spent 200 billion on this, and the world doesn't like that. And, and it's also, I, I'm gonna come out and this is a this is an opinion that I think a lot of people hold but are afraid to say. For the uh, this has shown to me that race and things like that and things that are held against white people for their past and stuff a lot of the time is fucking nonsense because you have people who here are coming out and going, modern-day slavery is a bad thing. The migrant workers who've been killed and building these stadiums is unacceptable. And then you have people going, well, you know, it's their country, so it's we've got to respect their culture. Well, they you made a very good point last week that really stuck with me, where you're like, but they invited a thing. Yeah. So their culture is going to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave a fuck about Qatar's uh, culture before. Yeah. Before the World Cup. Nobody gave a shit. Everyone's like, oh, but there's foreign investment in London. That's Qatar. Yeah, because no one get no one knew about it. It was it was just it was just a country that like we didn't know about it that yeah. much. You know what I mean? Same way it's fucking like Finland or something. Like, I don't know. Whatever they're up to, good for them. They're probably doing some sneaky shit. Yeah. But they've invited a thing on the world to look at it and going, Oh my god, this is horrible. And then everyone's like, Well, what about Russia? When Russia, yeah, people talked about how bad that was. The same way with Brazil. People said the clearing out of the favelas and the way that people in Brazil were being treated is massively spoke about. So don't just claim that this is like some anti-Islamic viewpoint. I'm seeing a lot of uh, comedians, some comedians take that viewpoint. Do you think it with comedians it's just like that need to be contrarian? You know, you, you see everybody ganging up on one side and you're like, well, what about this angle? No, I think it's a thing where, and I understand it, where the Islamic world has been fucked with by the West so much, so it's hard to differentiate what's probably valid criticism and what's Western interference into a society that we don't quite understand. But I think if your society is homophobic, I think if your society... uh, you You know, when people come out and go, well, they don't like affection between men and women in the streets either... I think that's weird as well. I think well, that's also... Also, like, to be fair, you're not really going to... I guess two gay men won't f- feel comfortable kissing at a Millwall game. No, and that that is also an issue, but you can get married as a gay man or a, a gay... Millwall. Not, you know, I mean, <laughs> Millwall. I mean, you take, some balls, take some balls. Take some balls. 
<laughs> but you can you can within the society itself like there is homophobia within British society but we are trying to take it out of the system so the what about isms that are going on at the moment is that is outrageous you're allowed to uh I mean, we are sat here with the Saudi Arabia flag and have just played their national anthem. Do you know what? Could so... we actually change it back to the BT? Like, I think having this for an hour. That's probably a good joke. Let's go as, as our beers are starting to wear off, we're realising this might have not been the fun opening. Just any background of the get free speech up. Whoever's on the lane. Do you think, um, you know when people do what about isn't <laughs> this is, this has been a ballsy open from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a funny idea outside, and now yeah, we yeah. are. <laughs> have political debate. Let's get back to the beat. There we go. <laughs> but do you do you think um what about isms? Do they have a place? in arguments or do you think it's all deflection i'm talking about just in general and people like when someone brings out something else and something well what about this do you think that's valid or do you think um i i would say it is valid within times but i think it is a deflection what do you think of it well that's the thing most times when people are saying what about it's like they're not really trying to engage with the argument they're trying to i guess expose the other person being like well you say you care about this, well, what about that? Do you know what I mean? That's that's generally how it comes along. But I, I do think there is a sense of, it's not always, it's disingenuous in terms, because that other person, it's not as if they're focusing on these other issues either. Mm. They're just trying to stop an argument being had about the particular things you're trying to have an argument about. Because mm. you can't save the whole world. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Some, most times you're just like, well, let's deal with this thing. And then we can go into that thing. We can go into that thing. But by you trying to, you know, just trying to deflect the argument and make it about something else, it's like, well, what, what and how do we get anywhere on anything? Yeah, sorry, I took a sip of my beer. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And you, I think you're right. It is, it's a deflection of like, you know, it's the same way like Harry Kane has taken a lot of stick this week. What did he do? Because he didn't wear the armband. And he said he was going to wear the armband. So, so Harry Kane uh, was planning on wearing the one love, uh, the gay armband. Big Bob Marley fan. Oh, it's for gay people. I think it's. I think it's because it's a rainbow, rainbow armband. It wasn't because he's a fan of Bob Marley. I don't think so. Well, thank fuck he didn't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna get wear that Saudi <laughs> flag back up. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> he's gonna wear the one love armband. I think a few other captains were as well. Mm. But in FIFA, like the day before, they said, you wear it, we're going to give out yellow cards. And they were like, oh, fuck, I don't want to wear it. I don't want to get a yellow card. Do you think that's weak activism? Like, are you really, you say you're really about something and then the threat of a yellow card? Like, is that stopping? Like, because like fucking Muhammad Ali, people using this argument, Muhammad Ali, like, was going to get extracised. Extracised? Extradited. Extradited from America. Like, he was public enemy number one when he said I'm not going to be at Nam and now you've got players who are afraid of a yellow card is that a fair argument to make on the players or is that unfair I think it, I think there's valid criticism you could argue that what he was doing was maybe performative but I would also argue like why why the 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 bigger issue that I have with it is the World Cup shouldn't have been awarded to Qatar in the first place 
you are now putting the players into a position where suddenly they have to come spokespeople for a movement, which is good if they do. And Harry Kane and footballers, I think footballers in general, general aren't homophobic. I think it's the fans themselves that are the issues. It, like the fact that players who are gay feel like they can't come out. I was listening to LBC yesterday and a woman rang in and made a very good point. She was like, look, I'm gay, but I don't think we should be wearing the One Love armband. She's like, we should be wearing a thing to commemorate all the migrant workers who've died on this place. I, as a gay, she was going, as a gay person, no, I can't go to Doha and be openly gay. I'm aware of that. The world is aware of that. The amount of people died building these stadiums. And look, we just watched the game there. Like how, how much of it are, is on us as fans? How much of it is that we are partly guilty? Because fuck, Harry Kane, he's weak. He didn't wear an armband while he's out there. That's easy for me to say. I don't play professional sport. Fucking, I don't speak up in moments of injustice. I was telling you about this before, right? I was doing a show on the weekend. This guy wanted to get a photo with me. His people were walking by who were Asian, right? Uh, like um, Southeast Asian, I, be I believe. Hmm. And uh, they, um, he was, he went to them like, "Oh, you lot love taking photos. Go on, get a photo of me and him." And like, I didn't say anything. I just sort of stood there in the awkwardness. Also, I didn't know that was a stereotype about Asian people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They love photos. They do, but it's it's one of those stereotypes here that you're like, it is. They do like. They it, do like a. Like, it's really, don't say it to people like are they, that. Are but. they not just tourists though? I don't know what it is, but like no, but in China there's this thing, right? I don't know if they were Chinese or whatever. They uh, there was this thing where on people's weddings days, like wealthy Chinese people go around the world, take photos of places. They they do like a photo shoot and then they play it at their wedding to show all these places. Photos, it's a big part of what? some culture over there. I don't know if what someone culturally who's aware racist. Uh, that, that I, was... I don't think he was a culturally aware racist. I think he was racist. <laughs> but every now and then, racism like racism hits a... You know, it doesn't come from nowhere, racism. Yeah, like, it's not... Stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, because it was generalised. What's a, what's a stereotype that you thoroughly believe in? Like, you, you see and you're like, you can't point it out, because of the way that people will then hold it against a race of people, but you're like, Abs absolutely, that that is a fair point. Um, can you make about white people so then I can make mine? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that um, a lot of Eastern European, big fans of Lonsdale. They are. They, they, they love a bit of Lonsdale. Eastern European people love Lonsdale. They just, they just the, 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 and the Schlesinger trainers, and hanging outside of betting shops, I have seen that. Oh, I I never seen the betting shop Eastern European. I'm, I'm talking about uh, sort of East London Eastern European people. That is stereotype. Got the got the Lonsdale uh, swag on point, down to the socks and then the Slesinger trainers, uh, and then hanging outside of a you know a coral. Uh, yeah, William Hill. All, all that all that one Polish shop. The name I'm Polsky Slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polsky yeah. Slap, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do good apple juice there, actually. Good two litre bottle. Uh, but yeah, that, that is a stereotype I've, I've noticed about. Yeah, Eastern European people. But I, I like Eastern Europeans, especially Polish. I know quite a lot of Polish people because they, um, they deal with everything themselves in their community. Like they just 
they they deal with it all themselves. They have the ways that they deal with stuff there, and it's really like they. I know these uh, Eastern Europeans who, uh, when there was like a building site debt, they went and threw a brick at the guy who owed him's house. I knew the guy's house owed him. And I was speaking to a Polish lad I was living with. They that. collectively all together yeah. came with the brick. Yeah, I was speaking to some Polish lad about it who I used to live with, like a good mate of mine. And I was like, what was all that about? He was like, that was some Polish shit, man. He was like, he was like, they threw a brick. He knows he's got to pay him. It's dealt with. Like, they yeah. just, they have like this masculine society where it's just. I respect it. You, men are doing, the, they're doing their shit. They understand this. They understand that. It's dealt with. Also, I would say about the Eastern Europeans, go very heavy on the cologne. Very, very, very heavy on the cologne. I don't even, I'm trying to figure out what brand it is. I'm, I've never been. Someone wearing R's backwards in the name <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't get it in Debenham. <laughs> One time I want to be brave enough. Like what? What is that? Scent? There's like two dots above the U in the name of it. <laughs> it comes from the fields of Chernobyl. <laughs> but they're very heavy on the cologne. This is for doing stereotypes. Yeah. I'll go for that. Yeah. Um, my one, and this is one that I I've heard black people say is that uh, black people don't slow down when <laughs> driving when they see people crossing the road. See it as a, they see it as a like. You know what? Move out the fucking way. I'm in the car. Bringing up this, my my driving instructor, he has pointed out that about has, me, like even the zebra crossing. I'm like, but I'm was gonna get there before they were. That's not how zebra crossings <laughs> work. <laughs> that's why they exist. But I was like, I'm in a car. I'm faster. So let me just go, and then, do you know what I mean? Because they'll stop because they see the car. No, yeah. because you it. It's the highway code. I know by law they have the right to pass, but if I'm <laughs> gonna get there in a 30 mile per hour vehicle. <laughs> but it, it's mainly it's 20 mile per hour, okay? <laughs> On the streets of London. Yeah, but I speed up. When <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's 20 mile, I know it's the speed limit plus 10 is kind of the rule we have in this country. Yeah, that's interesting. I do, yeah, certain stereotypes behind the wheel. There's, there's stereotypes of, um, but the problem is, is people use stereotypes negatively but they do come from a, a true like we read that we were reading that great twitter thread a few weeks ago about when you turn up to five aside oh my goodness when you turn up to five aside and it's with the white boy i'm on play that i i'm on this app called footy addicts yeah uh, where you can find football games because i don't have friends it's so tinder for football it's isn't tinder it? for football but like because it's so hard like trying to organize your actual friends and play ball with them so i've been joining a lot of uh white boys football group you know like white boys in the city they're just playing it's so much better than playing with the black people yeah because they turn up on time right they they pass the ball right and they give encouragement when you mess up right right when you play with uh black people sometimes you get a lot of uh this is another stereotype like somalians uh that all of them are ronaldo the step over kings but like <laughs> I'm talking like 2004, 2003, <laughs> Ronaldo, where it's all stepovers. He hasn't learned end product yet. Yeah, yeah. No, no, just keeping the ball. And like, if you mess up, like it, everyone's cursing your mum, everyone's cursing your family line. And it's not very encouraging where you mess up in white people football. Like, oh, come on, mate. That's all right. You know what I mean? Get them next time. Head up, lad. Head up, lads. You know what I mean? And the, and the stamina. Of white boys, all of them are just naturally Declan Rice. You know what I mean? Just up and down the pitch. We're yeah, we um the the one thing I will say with, with white people, right? This used to happen on my football team. 
Well, that football team was pretty, like, uh, I think there was only, like, four white people on it, and yeah. I was in goal, yeah. like, obviously. Mm. Like, there's this thing, yeah. I have a friend, yeah, I have a black friend, who says he doesn't trust black goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't trust black goalkeepers. That's a thing. That's a thing, like, he's like, he's like, I want white European <laughs> goalkeeper. There is a thing like where in black culture, if you're putting goal, it's like because you're the weakest. In your, <laughs> you've been forced to be in goal. Right, I was forced into goal. Right, as a kid, so yeah. it's like black people is just like, why are you? Why are you? It's like, and it, it's actually prevalent in society today. Like in actual football, there's like a distrust of black goalkeepers. Yeah, uh, Mendy's not trusted. Oh, that's like he's earned that. Like he used to be good, but now he's shit. But anyway, but away from football because I know some. No, but this is this is interesting. It's about the racial politics. Racial politics spills into everything. But football's a place that I feel like, as much as it gets highlighted for racism and stuff, and there is racism in football. Do you know? Let me do let me do my white spokesperson thing. It should be shown a red card. It should be <laughs> kick it out. Kick it out. There's no place for racism in the game. Football's one of those things where white and white people will sit down and discuss stereotypes and agree without any yeah without any like i remember in our in our team like when we all turn up to play like an all like a, a side deep from a bit of croydon mm -hmm. and we'll turn up they'll all be white they'll be like oh fucking hell they got a bit of pace about them don't they <laughs> like, and, and that but that was that was yeah. like <laughs> We did. <laughs> but I, I've been racially profiled using my footy addicts app. Because sometimes <laughs> they'll boot the ball down. Go on, chase it, lad. I'm like, wait, you don't, you don't know about my profile. <laughs> I don't, you don't know if I'm fussing. <laughs> you can get that. It's fucking by the corner flag. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> they, they put you up front. They put me straight up. <laughs> We're going to do long ball over the top. Play it into the channels. He'll run in. Do a couple step overs. <laughs> what? So there is a bit of racial stereotyping within, but, within the game. But I have a friend who was a, who was a scout for uh, teams like in the championship in League One. And he was saying, basically, what would happen is you'd have these meetings where they'll, without saying it, they'll be like, look, we need a pacey winger. Like a real pacey <laughs> winger. Pacey winger. He's got a BMW yeah. on lease. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he likes a cup of Hennessy every now yeah. and then. Turns up to training 20 minutes late. <laughs> We need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then it'd be like, and then they'll sometimes be like, we need a strong central defensive midfielder yeah. who's, you know, and and that is a, that you know, it's one of those, uh, one of those things where like sometimes we're talking about the, the France team that won the 2018 World Cup. Oh, so many players on, on that France team are, are black players of African origin, right? So you got bare those players will come from Senegal. Uh, they'll come from Nigeria, some of them. Not really, but a lot of like the French-speaking African countries, a lot of them will come from them. And there's an argument where it's like, if why don't you let those black players play, make those black players play for their country of origin? And you'll see, because Africa's never won a World Cup. I don't even think they've made it as far but, as the semi-final. But they say the first African World Cup was won by that France team. Now, depending who says that, that's either a progressive thing to say or a racist thing to say. Right. Do, do you see what I'm saying? If I come out and go, the first African team to win a World Cup with that French side, I... Someone's like, 
What do you mean by that? that? <laughs> but then say you were to go, oh, the first African World Cup was won by the French team. Mm. That's a progressive thing to say. Mm. But there, there's this argument that, you know, a lot of these immigrant players, they're only given value once they're put in the French national team, once they, they, they've shot. Because they, do you remember that story ages ago in France about there was this immigrant who like climbed a building. To rescue the child. To rescue the child. And then after that, because he's an immigrant, they gave him French citizenship. I was like, oh, so you need to save somebody, like do something really extraordinary just to be given like, oh, you're valued now and you've earned the right to be certified French. And some people say that's the same for the footballers. Oh shit, that player's actually worth something on the pitch. We'll give him French citizenship. We'll big him up. We'll make him one of us. But if you're just like, if you're working in a fucking uh, fruit stall, you're an immigrant. That's a good point. That is a good point. However, I would say, yeah, that um, lot, if you're going lot, through a lot the... of people coming over on the boats, some of them might be ballers. And people won't give a fuck. That should be the citizenship <laughs> test, in my opinion. Uh, hundred kickups. <laughs> Let's see. Look, we haven't got a le- <laughs> we haven't got a left back. <laughs> let's 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 figure out your first touch how, on the beach. How are you? Never mind learning English. How are you at tracking back? <laughs> <laughs> like how can you track back? Can you play a ball into the box? <laughs> All right, <laughs> but. I would say yes, but I think there's this thing that people uh, do now where, you know, you, you if you are going, moving to a country and going through a visa application, if you show something of uh, extraordinary ability or something like that, you will be fast-tracked. Yes, that is what will happen, you know, that, that and, you know, immigration is a tricky issue because... So no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, John. Because when some people talk about immigration, a lot of people talk about we should have a points system where it's like i'm not sure like australia it, like australia i'm not sure the ins no, and outs australia is racist as fuck they are racist as fuck but in terms of what is your value uh what do you bring to society before you come over here like are you a doctor are you a nurse are you are you providing something that we need before you come over here? and i don't necessarily think that in itself is racist but i think there surely there has to be a thing of just humanity and empathy of like letting in a certain amount of people just because, you know, their country is fucked. Yeah, I mean, as well, like, I think, you know, how many British people do we average sit around and do fuck all, or supposedly British people who are because they're born here? It's because their mum happened to point their vagina. Yeah. Within the British Isles. But then at the same time, are you, you do have to look at if someone's coming here because the benefit system is, you know not bad it's not bad like if you, you can sit on you you can be on university now these things aren't what they were and, they, and we should those things are there to look after the most vulnerable in society mm-hmm. and people exploit it but that's always going to happen do i really give a fuck if someone moves over here and exploits that system no because the system is there to be the system rewards the exploitation the higher you go if you or I don't pay tax, that's a crime. But if we earn enough money that we then start moving our money to the Cayman Islands, then that's fine within the system. You yeah. know, that's cool. The system rewards that because that's smart level thinking. And you see that through everything. You know, we see it within, you see it within, um, I don't think of an example. You, you, you see that within like a society in general that 
we can just go once something is done with millions of pounds and you've done it you fought really cleverly but once you've done it with a few hundred quid well you're a scumbag oh, who's ripping yo. off the working people i'll never forget man trump in the debate was it like five six years ago hillary's like you don't pay tax and he was like yeah because i'm smart that's it man they, they voted him in yeah people were like yeah we need that kind of intelligence we need that kind of wheeler dealerism in the white house do you know what i mean so Hey man, different levels of respect. But I, I wanted to go back to the to the protesting thing in particular, right? So these players, they decided, oh fuck, I don't want a yellow card, so I'm not gonna wear this flag. Can you still call yourself an activist if you don't want to make any personal sacrifice? I, I mean, why is I would say people this before they blame Harry Kane, and they need to blame Gareth Bale. And they need to blame Virgil van Dijk. And they need to blame, you know, all these European players who come out and say it because there's an anti-English sentiment with it. Scotland's only jumping on it because they're not there and they need a reason to hate the English. Scotland, who wouldn't take the knee apart from when they played England because it was a bad look, so they can absolutely fuck off with their... With that, they want to... You didn't get a card for taking the knee. They just didn't want to take the knee. Yeah. You know, so they can absolutely fuck off with all of that stuff. I would have loved it if Harry Kane had taken a yellow card for that. Straight, then it didn't even have to pull out a tackle. I, and Harry, if Harry Kane for the next game did it again and got a yellow card for it, hopefully we win the next game. Miss the game against Wales. Give Callum Wilson the, the go. Do you know and what I'm saying? But now every round. No, so. no, 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 no. But he just does it for two games and he's like, I've made my point. I've done it. I'm now not gonna. Do it. You know, uh, I believe Christian Eriksen's going to wear it. And uh, I think that's a fantastic. Do you, do you respect thing. him more? Like I'm gonna get a yellow card as the captain because it's symbolically important for me more to show that I'm about gay rights than it is like getting a little blot on my disciplinary record and maybe you know I I can't time waste later on in the game. Protest shouldn't be reasonable. That's why I just stop oil. Have points. You agree with him? I agree with some of the ways that they protest, but I don't, uh, I think what that, and I always say this, they need to allow, they need to have a working class spokesperson who speaks. That's why Mike Lynch does well when the RMT do well, when they do rail strikes, because they go up and go, we know this is disrupting your day. It's meant to disrupt your day, but that's because these fucking greedy cunts are taking the money and working class people resonate with that. Do you think there's a point to be made? You know, when you say they need a working class spokesman, that working class people don't have time to care about the environment. Yeah, working class, but working class people are uh, a white working class in this country infuriate me. Cause they infuriate you. Yeah, because they walk around in fucking sports directs clubber and fucking. Can I can, no. I, can I can I ask a question? Yeah. Are we able to pause the podcast? Yeah, Because sure. I need to take a piss so badly. Welcome. Was that our first ever piss break? That was our first ever piss break. Piss break. <sighs> Forty-one episodes in. Necessary. We've been doing some day drinking here. Elliot's buying pints at 11 past 10 in the morning. 11 past 10. So, you know, this is my second one. It's fucking hell, so yeah. Yeah, so I was talking about the white working class, and uh, is this thing? I was speaking to Kay Curd. I saw Kay on um, Sunday. Fucking just brilliant comedian, just brilliant person all around. And we were having this channel. He was making very good points about protests and stuff. But I, I made a point. In his set or just in conversation? In conversation and in uh, on stage. Fucking phenomenal. And uh, I, he um, made some good points about protests and stuff to me that like nobody here is really willing to die for anything. Whereas like uh, his, his, 
it like you know with his heritage and stuff he knows people who were willing to and that's a different mentality whereas um yeah, here we hold on to you know. I saw that fucking cunt, Mark Dolan. Um, dad's dad's had a couple pints. Uh, no, he's just a grifter, just a fucking grifter. Yeah, the cunt used to host balls of steels, and now he's going out there like he's got anything of any relevance to say to anybody ever. Mm. He was you're, you're for money, bro. I don't respect. Make money by all means. I, I've got nothing against people who want to make money and live a comfortable life, mm. but you're making money by feeding into a culture war you don't really believe in riling people up like getting people upset to the point where it's turning people against each other just so you can make a few quid you're a fucking disgrace mm. in my opinion that's what? not the opinion of michael Odawale. I, I i don't really know mark i don't really have any what's he what's he been doing what's he been saying i haven't really heard can of him we get since... our mark mark donald's twitter feed please i haven't really heard of him since balls are still to be fair i like that did shit. you never see him mc a gig nah man oh you missed out on the best the best really the best really one of the Bro, Mark Dolan, when I used to watch Mark Dolan MC gig, mm -hmm. yeah, I used to sit there and went, I'm in the presence of greatness right now. You used to rip up your notepad like, fucking, there's nothing I, here. I, I'd say to Mark, 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 don't bring me on. <laughs> you stay on. No, 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 we need to go through the crowd one by one and find out what they do for a living and then do nothing with it. We need to find out who exactly has been drinking tonight. <laughs> Yeah, some people do have kids <laughs> in the crowd. What a and the people who don't chill louder. Wow, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. a revelation! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, some people did learn to whisper under a helicopter. <laughs> um, but he, he like does all this provocative stuff on on talk uh, radio, I believe it. But is. do you think that's an unfair thing going on with Queso? No one's really ready to die for pro who, who wants to die. Well, that's the thing. Uh, you look at what like the Kurds are gonna go through at the minute because of the uh, Islamic regime, I believe, in Iran. That's what they're called, and uh, what what they're about to go through. The, the Kurds are a hard, hard people, man, and they've they've been fucked over a lot of the times. And within the Middle East, like a lot of the times, in we just you ask your average British person, what's the Middle East? It's one thing. It's not. It's a multitude of of races. You got people. Uh, uh, Persian Farsi, you got Ar the, the Persians don't like the Arabs or the Kurds, and then the Turkish don't like the Armenian. You know, like there's all of these all of these things that happen. A lot of blood has been spilt. Mm. Whereas, whereas we're just like, ah, oh, it's all you know, it's all the same thing. Well, well, that's the thing as well. I think over here we're very spoilt when it comes to things like democracy. We take it for granted, but over there, like it's something to have to have been. That's something they have to fight for. Do you know what I mean? Like, we say, like, football and politics, you end up learning things. I've kind of been not really being paying attention to the whole thing in Iran. And then I saw the Ira Iranian players not, um, um, they didn't sing the national anthem. Mm. And I do a bit more research. I'm like, oh shit, there's been mad protests in Iran. Um, they, they killed a lady who didn't want to wear her headscarf. Mm. And then there's just been a kind of a, kind of a revolution. Uh, between a lot of young Iranian people yeah. who were like, we deserve the right to either wear what we want to wear, headscarf-wise, if we don't want to, or if we do want to. And the Iranian government, who I was reading, they said like, all right, there's been like 12,000 protesters. We'll execute all of them. Fucking hell. But was, I, I don't know if that, I heard things that that was fake news and I heard things that that was, I don't, I don't understand what's true or not anymore. Yeah. But even then, just the thing of like, all right, 
I seen this, I'm gonna do a bit of research and just find out what's going on on a, on a wider scale. Cause it's kind of one of those things I was seeing before and I was like, yeah, seeing people's stories mm. and I just got click pause. And then I was like, let me actually sit down and see what's going on. Well, yeah, and, and that, um, that whole thing there is, you know, that's true bravery and ha for Harry Kane and other European nation leaders to not wear the armband armband does feel like a letdown. I know. But then that, that, that's a different thing because like, Harry Kane, he's not really got any, this is something to the Iranian peoples that I am willing to die for because I'm here. But they just think differently like that over there, bro. Like they have phrases over there. My dad's got a bit about like, you know, um, uh, Shappy who goes out with my dad. Like you, you hear like the way that the, the Farsi languages and uh, Farsi is completely different to Arabic, but the way that, that things are over there, it's, the language is so personal and beautiful. It's it's like, you know, they say things like, I will sacrifice my life for you. And we just say, see you later, alligator. Yeah, like, yeah. we're a different... It's I a different... Start dropping that in the DMs, apart from uh, the fire emoji. <laughs> I sacrifice my life for you, because the girls put up her in a bra and, and call food. Yeah, and this is that changing my DM game. But I, I think, like... I respect that though, because sometimes I kind of wrote a show about it. I feel guilty in terms of my level of involvement when it comes to certain movements. Because I've been reading a few articles about like democracy, even over here, we can't take it for granted. Do you know what I mean? It's not set in stone whatsoever. And I think we think that it is. But we saw in America with the election. Now, obviously, they stayed in power. But with the whole January 6th, you know, uh, insurrection thing and the whole Trump just trying to be like, nah, it weren't. Those, um, uh, the votes weren't legit. Mm. He was trying to shake democracy. And I think a lot of people just be like, ah, oh, hold up. It'll be all right. Yeah. But will it? And even over here, you've got a uh, government being like, well, we're going to make protests pretty much illegal. You're going to only be able to protest from this time to that time. And you can't make too much noise. Yada, yada, yada. And everyone's just kind of like, yeah, all right. And it's like, no, that's how they they test it with that. They test people's, oh, they're going to be okay with that? Well, then let's go a little bit further. You have to actively defend democracy. And I feel like we've kind of, in the West, we're just kind of like, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, no, I think I think you're totally correct. And, and like, protests shouldn't, protests shouldn't be comfortable it's but and it creates a conversation you look at what joe lysett did this week which was an excellent Ooh. way to do something you know and i think joe lysett is one of um the finest uh comedians and people that this country has produced in a long do you, time do you think that kind of fell flat so if people don't know joe joe lysett he said i'm gonna shred ten thousand pounds if david beckham who is kind of seen as a gay icon for a long time he's, and a black icon and a black icon he wore, he wore the cornrows which is fucking crazy now, the more I think about it. But he, he met Prince Charles in the do-rag. He did, man. <laughs> David Beckham's a black <laughs> icon. This is a separate argument, but David Beckham is fucking drippy, man. He's just like... I love David Beckham. David Beckham is fucking sick, man. But he is the Qatar ambassador, and they said they paid him somewhere between 10 million and 150 million. Whoa, really? To be the face of, like... These guys are all right. Yeah. And David Beckham is worth like 400 million. Does he need another 10 to 150 million? Yeah, but that, how much of David Beckham's life is owned by David Beckham? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? You don't, you don't, you don't be a footballer in the time as footballer. Sure, he got paid some money. He got, he got paid some money. 
as Andrew Tate would say, escape the matrix, which is all bollocks and stuff, and just stuff that he uses to do to stay relevant online to keep a contract, you know, that stuff. That that yeah, but like when people do that stuff, they do that so that whenever they're brought up, it's it's a tactic. It's like a new PR tactic. Also, oh, so but like back to what David Beckham was yeah. going to say. So Jay Lysett, he was saying, "I'm going to shred ten thousand pounds unless David Beckham gives up his ambassadorship and gives up the money." Mm. And David Beckham just just ignored it. Basically, just he might have heard about it. I probably, probably did, but he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just ignore it." And so Jay Lysett put ten thousand pounds of his own money in a shredder. And then he was like, I didn't really. It's um, I donated it to charity. But I just wanted to see what David Beckham would do. So, do you think it kind of kind of fell flat as a as a as a? Did it fall flat? I don't know. Did it work? I I I think it's. It depends on what side of the coin you're on, isn't it? Like anything, if you now think that politics should be out of sport, which is the most retarded thing I've ever heard. I agree. Like, it's, uh, everything in life is affected by politics. Everything is political. Man. Like, for you to say that just means I don't want to have the discussion about these people having rights. That That's what it means to me. When you go, I want to keep politics out of sport, you are burying your head in the sand. Unless, of course, it's a politician, it's a footballer or a sportsman who says something that you agree with. And you're like, oh, oh, oh what if I disagree with them? No, no, I mean, in terms of people who say that if a, if a footballer came out and said something that they agree with politically, they'd be like, oh, go on, lad. So it's all it's all selective when people say shit like that. Yeah, and the poppy thing. And look, I think we should wear poppies. I think there's this weird group of people with poppies who make it their personality. But it's also. What if my biggest fear is I go on the one show and the poppy doesn't match my outfit? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Well, all right. Well, what, what, what are you wearing? Uh, Let's say I'm already wearing a red. You're wearing a, a Nazi SS <laughs> uniform. <laughs> That's what I'd do. If I was going on the one show, I'd be like, I'll wear your puffy. I'm wearing a swastika armband as well. I like to represent both sides. Match the themes. I'm dressing. I'm dressing as. Hey, look, man, I, I'm apolitical. <laughs> but they, I've seen Elmo on the one show and they put him in a puffy. Does, does Elmo. Oh my! Uh, it was, uh, I believe wasn't it the Cookie Monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Cookie Monster respects the Somno. Yeah, there's, there's he does. He goes. His other catchphrase. He goes mm, cookies and also remember the fallen opium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I get it's that that let's keep uh, politics out of football is a way for people who are losing a political argument where they haven't got an answer to the human right breach, where the argument is for someone like Newcastle fans, yeah, it's fucking disgusting, but I support this team and I want to see us win. But Here we are. It's not fair on the football fans, though, because you just want to see your football team do well. And now they've been owned by a fucking uh, state that's trying to sports wash. It's like... What a state. What a state. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you beat Argentina, Fuck what a yeah. state. <laughs> Good luck on those Saudi babies. <laughs> they had more black people in there than, than, I, than I thought they would. <laughs> is that what, what, is that when it over for you? I love how black people just support black people, regardless of anything. And like, it's, it's really admirable. Like, It's like black or as tanned as possible. <laughs> <laughs> It's like whenever I'm watching Family Feud or something like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> brown enough. They're brown enough. You know what I mean? But you know. well, that, that, like, the whole thing with, like, what's going on, is, you know, I know we've been talking about it a fair bit, but with the World Cup and stuff at the moment, it is it is sports washing, it is these things, but 
yeah, it's annoying that I think part of it does work, but we are generating conversations like, fuck, we're talking about it now. Like, we come in, we take the piss, we'll have the Saudi Arabia flag and we'll do that. But we're comedians, we take the piss. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The funny thing that we're meant to do, right? Where, and the fucking listeners of this podcast, I think, will know we are very liberal people. Yeah. Like, we are very liberal. People were uh, in for the first time might think yeah. that we're, we're <laughs> we, are, we are funded by the Saudi regime. Sometimes I think. I'm as liberal as my life right now. Right. Makes me liberal. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I, I, I know people say this, like, people make fun of people who defend billionaires mm. online. Do you know what I mean? I don't get it. Elon Musk should be made fun of. All of those guys should be made fun of. They're very fragile egos. But sometimes, I'm just going to sound bad. I do see some things like the tax rate, right? And it's like 40% tax on people making 125 thousand and over and i'm nowhere near 125 it just shouldn't concern me but i'm not man i might want to i want to get taxed to 40 percent on 125 i want to make money one day yeah when i'm like there. both of us like we want to be rich one day we talk about the gucci tracksuits and shit we're gonna wear and then one day i'm like if i'm actually there am i gonna am i gonna like still be part of the people am i gonna oh i know what you mean it's like the same way i'm like talking about uh like yeah we should be like with immigration and things like that and then when i get on a tube at a certain time and there's like a, a loud foreign language being spoken into my ear yeah, that isn't at eight in the morning eight in the morning i'm like what are these people doing here <laughs> like you why is my country being burned to the if they, you know if they, like if, if they built an immigration center across from your house how would you feel I'd be fucking furious. <laughs> I'd be furious. Do that somewhere. Uh, do that. Bro, go to Kent and do it. Why are you we, doing it where I live? I, I'm like, we need one. Just not there. <laughs> not there. Like, what are you mean? Like, why are you going to be right next yeah, to me? Bro, like, yeah, that's, it's, that's exactly it. Like, you're always, uh, you're as, yeah, you're as liberal as you can afford to be. That's like when you hear, like, people come out. And it would always bother me when people would come out and be like, refugees. Welcome, and that's sort of thing that bothers me. And it's like, yeah, but they're not going to live in your nice bit of London. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to live in Muswell Hill. They're not they're in Hackney, man. Yeah, in they're indie coffee shop. They're yeah. not going to be there. Do you know where they're going to be put in? Some falling down council estate where the people already there haven't been looked after. Yeah, they're then going to be like, oh well, these people get looked after. I've never had a leg up in life, and then the people who are refugees, they didn't want to leave their country. Yeah. They haven't wanted, so they're probably going to go, oh, we're going to move here and make it little wherever we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the people will go, go well, the, this is an attack on my sovereignty. So grifters like Mark Dolan and Nigel Farage and these people who play on the fears of the already downtrodden. Matt Letizia in that now. Matt Letizia. Yeah, but why the fuck are we <laughs> listening to Matt Letizia? He was a not very good footballer who had a good highlight reel. He scored Max. <laughs> yeah, but he, if you watch his highlight reel, he looks sick but he's not actually that he never did yeah he just scored good goals every yeah. now and then just because you score a good goal doesn't mean you know about the vaccine yeah <laughs> just you know what i mean like that's like if papa Cisse came out and started giving me advice on like how to <laughs> on, on pa papa Cisse. He took the vaccine i think Cisse yeah. took the vaccine exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what one of them's did check your go no, check chiote check chiote yeah Papa, but Cisse scored the screamer against Chelsea. No, he did, yeah. But I think Czech Chioto used to play for Newcastle has passed away. This has been very football-heavy for fans or not. But I, I was watching this video of Matt Letizia and Nigel yeah. Farage in conversation. That's right. And he calls uh, the woke Gareth Southgate. And everyone was like, hey. 
I fucking hate that man. Like woke used to be mean something. Mm. Now it's just become so whitewashed. No offense. No, no, no. Totally fair. It was a phrase in the black community like "stay woke." It used to mean something, but now it's just become so white. What does it even mean anymore? It basically means if you go, oh, I, I don't think oil companies should be able to melt the planet. Fucking <laughs> like, calm down, there, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? And even then, like, yeah, he, I think you need to like press people more. Like, what is it about woke that you don't like? What does it mean to you? And then we'll go from there. Because when you hear people say, "Oh, fucking woke agenda," you know, break it down, and then we'll we'll have a conversation. Yeah, it's it is it is a thing that people use as a way. You're totally correct. It's a thing that people use as a way. They say woke, and I guess they're kind of hiding behind a, 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 they, what they really mean is left wing, or they mean these things. Or they it, you can just throw that up, and people, you know, I I, like, I messaged you the other day going, "Will we have Nigel Farage on this podcast?" Do you know what I think? Like, I I'd have him on, but I just think it'd backfire on us because like he's much smarter than we give him credit for. I think we'd get on with him. That's the problem. That's what I, I mean. I think if we had Nigel Farage sat there, we would fucking... I think he would... This is my thing with people like that. They're a fucking laugh. Yeah. And in British society, that is more important than anything. Yeah. If you're a laugh... I've seen it with Matt fucking on the... I'm a celebrity, yeah. Matt Hancock. I wouldn't say he's a laugh, though. Like, he doesn't seem like he's a laugh. He's a bit... So, you know, I don't know how much... He's just going. like, oh, he's You reckon he'd watch the game with us downstairs before we record? Farage? Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, I'd give us cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> It's, it, would, it would go, um, right, don't tell anyone, I've got, got a bit of rack on me. If <laughs> Fucking hell, go on, no interest. Right, I reckon, I reckon Nigel for a, it would start doing a bit of racial banter with Mike. Like, like Mike would actually be cool with it. <laughs> oh, he's pacey, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it would start slapping Mike's back. You must be happy about this lot doing all right. <laughs> I reckon Nigel Farage would be a fucking laugh to go for a pint with. That doesn't mean he should be in charge. That's the thing. If we had him on the podcast, like we're not journalists. We don't know statistics. We don't know how to actually have an actual debate. So he'll, I think he'd spin wings around us and it wouldn't make it like he'd look good. And we'd leave it like, yeah, he's, he's all right, you know. Yeah, but what's wrong with, like, my thing always with this thing is, my thing in the world is, I'll, I'll give my opinions on that, but I'm here to be entertaining, bro. Like, I've had arguments with comedian friends like this because I I want to have people on this podcast who I fucking fundamentally disagree with, mm. but have a good time with them. That's why I love Rogan's podcast. Do you have any friends with, like, proper extreme views, but you're friends with them? No, I had to cut, I had to cut the person out of my life who I did have. Like, but like, like what, what made you, like, cut them off? As opposed uh, to like the strength of the friendship, started like Holocaust denial. Yeah, that's a bit. It's a bit much. Like, he was, uh, yeah, he, he's gone proper fascist. Like that was a lot. Like, cause that's the thing when they say being friends with people you disagree with. Is that the line of like denying the Holocaust? Yeah, once you start going, the Holocaust never happened. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I'd, and everything would turn to like an anti-Muslim thing. Everything would every conversation you had would then turn into like, you know, the left are doing this and this, and so I'd be like, look, man, like I can't be saying, I don't really know that much about Islam. Like I don't really like. Uh, I'll be real, with you, I don't really give a fuck. Like, uh, do you, do you think it's actually realistic to be friends with people who have the polar opposite views of you? Mm, well, we're tribal as human beings, so I think you go to what you go for. Like, you know, we'll disagree on stuff, but we have the same sense of humour. Yeah. So that keeps us as friends. And there's not really that much we disagree on. Yeah, we're on the same. But, the most part. but when someone starts going, 
ah, oh, the Jews conspired to make up the Holocaust. I'm like, all right, mate, I don't think we can go and get a Nando's together there, anymore. There's only so much you can awkwardly laugh that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it all, it all started going a bit, what, what, do you think you can... Was that like what I was saying, like, about my, my driving instructor, and then obviously that's a service that he's providing. Obviously, I don't think mm. we would go for drinks just in on the Just so you don't know, uh, Mike's driving uh, instructor's license plate says Hitler did nothing <laughs> wrong. <laughs> His driving instructor is... <laughs> His driving instructor is on it with the... Yeah, man, but, you know, I don't... It, it, it depends, because I always try and pride myself from, like, you know, you 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 want to have friends from different backgrounds, different different opinions. But let's say, like, if if I had a friend who had views about black people, where it's like, this is against who I am as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled a face for everyone. <laughs> it makes it makes it hard to like, you know, what I mean, like on a on a real fundamental level. Do you know yeah. What I mean? So, but then, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm somebody, I'm, I like hearing different points of view because I'm not somebody who's really interested in changing people's opinions. I like hearing face value somebody, because you only ever see about it on social media or read it in an article. Sometimes it's just fascinating to me talking to someone who actually has that mindset so I can understand how it works a bit more. Yeah, I, I find social media, like, the f past few days, I found it really difficult on Twitter seeing, like, friends that I have and people that, like, we've even had on this podcast to start going hard on the Qatar shit, uh, as in, like, defending, you know, world Western values and this, this, and this. And I, I, I kind of think, like, yeah, bro, but, like, it is different. I did retweet Piers Morgan. What did Piers Morgan say? He was like, he's a bit hypocritical from the West. I get, I get what people are saying with it being hypocritical of the West, but... Uh, when it comes to like, well, it's their countries, we should respect their rules. I, I think, well, no, because in this country, we're tolerant. We have tolerance. So you can come to this country and the rule is fucking, yeah, do whatever, but you need to be tolerant of others. And when you're not tolerant, that's where issues become. And that's like when a religious school starts going, hey, yeah, it happens every couple of years and the left get in a pickle because they do like, you know, people don't really understand things. Like people don't really understand religions. They're not part of myself included. Mm. I couldn't tell you what Islam is about. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you what Christianity is really about. Mm -hmm. It was never raised in any of those things. But every now and then, like in Birmingham, you had a few years ago, uh, a religious school goes, we're going to teach that gay people go to hell. Mm -hmm. uh, then you find this sort of weird things happens in this country where we go, well, how tolerant are we? Are we... I would love to read that children's book. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> was a pop-up one of the flames. The little, the, the little kafar. <laughs> <laughs> but these, oh, okay. these things teach, these things are, are problematic because you look at what happened in America this weekend. Someone went to a gay nightclub mm -hmm. and shot a load of people. I don't think that was a Muslim person who did that. That was probably a right-wing Christian, whatever the thing are. You know, let's not just go... You can't just ever look at... Uh, the, the blame Islam for this. And uh, I love that you <laughs> toasted with your drink to that. Yeah. You know, you can't just blame uh, Islam for this. Right-wing uh, Christians do the same thing within America, uh, within this country as well. And... Uh, and they, someone went to a gay club and committed an act of terrorism because they believe that kids are being indoctrinated into trans issues. I also think that kids 
probably shouldn't be invited to drag shows, uh, but uh, kids should be allowed to, I guess, explore their sexuality. It's a really odd thing to talk about. I, I, I talk to a lot of... Um... I was gonna say kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's the only one on. Mike's the only one in those chat rooms. <laughs> genuinely just interested. I still got Club Penguin account. <laughs> Bido hunters meet Mike, and they start going through the chat log and be like, "There was nothing sexual, but it was just all weird." <laughs> I'm the Lou of Club Penguin. <laughs> 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 but kids seem to have like they don't care because they don't know yet about sort of these dynamics so they don't really care about sexuality they don't really care about all that stuff like you tell some you tell a bunch of six-year-old kids oh james is trans now so if you call him she instead of he i'll be like okay yeah do you know what i mean so i think that's interesting i mean i don't think that's a bad thing in terms of kids not losing that sense of innocence of acceptance uh, uh, it's interesting to see when that is sort of drilled out of them to be like no you should find that weird and you should well there was a there was a video the other day on twitter i went around everyone was laughing out of a kid out of hooters and he or a place like that and he saw the barmaid with massive breasts and he was just like turned around and like he was just staring at her tits and everyone was laughing mm. and i'm like all right and they're like men we learn it from early right ha 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 and then if you had to do a thing where a, a gay kid was to be looking at men, we'll be like, well, we're indoctrinating him with sexuality. Mm. I think kids are aware of sexuality from a young age. They don't quite understand what it is. Fuck me. I remember when I was like, when I was like eight or nine years old, all me and my mates at school would talk about was pussy. Like we mm. would all talk about like things like that. It was just every joke was a sex joke. Yeah. Everything was that. It, you understand that, that you're immature with it, but you understand about sex but let's say something like a drag show a drag show in and of itself is harmless like did you guys watch the powerpuff girls growing up yeah so you remember that the she devil yeah what's his name he or she the red devil yeah i don't know if you get him up but i don't know if you didn't watch the power there was this there was this one of the powerpuff villain characters. Girls, yeah, one of yeah. the villain characters was like a she he devil that would switch between a really sweet voice to a really masculine voice and it had like a rubber ducky in the tub yeah. and we would all watch that as a kid and that which is basically a transvestite like devil character like buffalo bill from yeah. science of the lambs that was, that was and we'd all watch that just being like oh shit i like this character I'm like oh shit the she devil is on the screen and like that was fine but if you watch it now i watch it now i'm like that's this is kind of like some radical shit on, mm. on the tv but as a kid i'm just like oh this is a new another character and i feel like it's only when you get older Things are like drilled into your head, like, oh, this is this way, or this is that way. But when you're a kid, because like what it depends on what the drag character is doing. Yeah, don't teach the kids how to twerk. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're bringing a kid to a drag show and they're all twerking, this is how you do a helicopter dick. That's 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 <laughs> that is problematic, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> But if they're just, just steamrolled through that, <laughs> but if they're just teaching them the ABCs or just teaching them about life and shit, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, give kids some character; they can handle it. Kids can handle a lot. It's only just recently everything's become politicized, and now that's suddenly a problem. Yeah, and uh, we used to go watch pantomime, and most pantomime, fucking yeah, most pantomime is a fucking guy in a dress. 
Yeah, some dude fucking ew, and sexual innuendo about the. He's behind you, all of that shit. So when did we start being real weird about everything? Why is it? Because let's be real, man. People just want to fucking hate gay people. That's yeah. the reality of it. People just want to fucking. Uh, people want to hate gay people. Yeah, that's that's the reality of it. I don't know why. I don't know why it is in society we look at gay people in a weirder way. Like it, it but it must be so fucking conflicting as a kid because I. I Bro, even, like, on this pod, sometimes I say the word, like, gay is an insult. Well, fuck me. I say gay is an insult sometimes because I just did it from a child. It's a thing that I grew up doing. Yeah. Like, and I will say this as a straight person, as a straight guy. When I say something's gay, I can't really describe it, but any other straight guy knows what it means. Mm. Like, it is something is gay. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily mean that is gay, but it's gay. Like, do, do you understand what I'm saying, Lucas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gay, you know what I mean? Like if, like bro, There's like no correct answer. Yeah. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, if we walked out there, yeah, people and, use it as a, yeah, as it, like an, I'm, as, I'm as sure, a verb. Like, most gay people know that the use of the word "gay" is not necessarily in and of itself pointing out a homophobic thing. Mm, but yeah. I, I guess like, but just like in terms of getting rid of the connotations with that word. But they, but like, let's sort of like, if gay people came around to my house and saw like the, the carpet and the curtains, they'll be like, oh, that's so hetero. Like, you know what I mean? They do yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just, like I've, I, like there's a difference. Your carpet and curtains are very hetero. <laughs> yeah, they're very heterosexual. Like if you came around mine, you'd be like, man, this is this this place needs a gay person. There is there is some straight man shit. What's happen- those five um, gay guys that used to do makeup? Oh, the Fab Five. Yeah, they should come around your house. Oh, bro, they would have a field day. They would change your life. Bro. They would, bro. They would. They, but like, but that that you know that. But like, I mean, like when you see something. It's just gay, you know what I mean? Like it, it but the it's, but it's a thing that I guess has been turned in language. But that must be really hard to grow up with at school. I've never considered, especially as a child, I never considered the way I was probably making at school who was gay, making who can't come out. I would have been making them feel uncomfortable, and I'll continue it into my adulthood because I'm not going to learn. <laughs> uh, as I sit here, as I sat here with the opening of this podcast with the Saudi Arabian flag behind me, you have several pra- gay friends praising. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call them friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you know they're I've got colleagues. They're around. They, yeah. you know, I don't look. I don't agree with their lifestyle. <laughs> no. oh, oh shit. Yeah. Before we go, mm. you had a fight. I did. You had a fight this weekend. We need to do post-fight analysis. I don't matter. Ellie <laughs> has been bigging up this fight for, for a long time, and it finally happened this weekend. How'd it go? The thing... <laughs> the thing with uh, fighting is, is you can never really uh, dictate a winner. I feel like there is a certified winner and a loser. No, no, because the real the real winner was the sport of jujitsu. <laughs> well, I'm talking about gay. Like, I went and wrestled with some fucking handsome lad. This guy was like, all the girls came down to watch him oh, and really? stuff. Yeah, this fucking muscular dude came down, and he was in the first. I had him in the first round. It was a it was a tournament. And then like, I got out there and then he took us down and I just uh, went to my defense mechanism of shit talking as he was trying to submit <laughs> us, innit? 
because he was American, yeah. like uh, like he was like quite well groomed and stuff. I started calling him Patrick Bateman as he took me down. That was your insult, bro. I was like, oh, come on in, Patrick Bateman, and he was trying to submit us, and I was like, bro, because we, we were having a chat before we started, it, like yeah. just having a chat, like off mat, like, mm -hmm. and uh, I was uh, I was going to him like, you were so nice over there, yeah. man. Come on, my dad and my missus are watching you treating me like this. I was trying to make him laugh, yeah, uh, and then yeah, no, he won by points, but really? he, was, he was fucking good. I watched it. I watched it for the rest of the tournament. Was he juicing? He won it. Huh? Was he juicing? He had a yeah, fuck it, he won. Yeah, of course he's juicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how, how do you feel like about your involvement? Do you feel like you did what you feel like you represent yourself? I did okay. I did fine. Uh mentally I didn't have an adrenaline dump. Like I didn't even really get that nervous before a fight, which is a good to? thing. Huh? Do you need to? Does that make you a better fighter? Yeah, I, do, I, do, I think if you get I, I think you have to differentiate between you you'll be ner you'll get nerves, but like Differential between what's exciting, but I was out there, and as it was happening, even though I was losing, I was like, "Man, I fucking love fighting. Like, I fucking love this shit. Like, I love a fight. Like, as in, like, in a sports setting, not on the street, yeah. or anything like that. I'm not some fuck, but like, I love that stuff. You do, know? do you feel proud of yourself? Yeah, I mean, if you go and do it, that's a good thing. Yeah, but I, I at the same time, I would have liked to have done a lot better. Uh, wait, wait, so how many fights? I just the one, uh, and he he won it, so I was out of the tournament. And there was a few other guys in the division I watched, and I was like, oh, it's luck of the draw, I would have beat them, but this guy is just very good, very sturdy, a natural heavyweight, which I'm not. Did you see the disappointment in your dad's and, and girlfriend's eyes? Yeah, there was a quiet car share home. <laughs> there was a quiet, quiet car share home. Um, that's, that's, that's good, though, man. You, you're going you're gonna to get back in the ring? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, on the mats, yeah. I should be competing again Everything. in like two and a bit weeks. So I'm having a couple of uh, beers now, eating some chocolate, had a nice time, and then got to lose a bit more weight. Yeah. And then get back to it. But yeah, it's a fun thing to do, man. And I think it's a thing that a lot of men and women out there should do. Uh, I think if men, if you want to like, have this idea of masculinity and stuff, go out there and put yourself in that situation. Put yourself in the actual, uh, you know. In the, in the circle. Some of the most, uh, some of the most, um, liberal and diverse places I've ever been are martial arts gyms. Oh, really? No one gives a fuck, bro. You can come in and be trans, you can come in and be gay, you can come in and be of any gender, background, or colour. Can you no, wrestle? No one gives a fuck. People will give a fuck in a sense, but they keep it to themselves. Yeah. It's it's a way of a society that works. You know, it's what you want society to be. People couldn't give it... But there's gay people. I, I used to train at a very Christian gym, as in, like, the people who ran it were very Christian. And they put up a very nice post about two ladies who met there and ended up moving in with each other and moving away and like getting married and stuff. And they were like, oh, we feel so blessed that these people met at our gym. That's at our gym. It's a fucking progressive thing for a Christian person to be doing, man. It is, man. So, you know, that that I would always say martial arts gyms are some of the most progressive places I've ever been. I want to come down one time, man. Yeah? Yeah. What, and wrestle with me? I mean, with anybody who... I'll wrestle with you, yeah. Mad, man. You reckon I wouldn't beat you? Well, like, no, 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 to be fair, like, if we're being real, of course I wouldn't beat you. You've been training yeah. like a few times a week. You are basing this on your eugenics theory of not I have being uh, Nigerian. Nigerian strength. Yeah. Uh, I do. Yeah. And I feel like that just the power of my ancestors if I was losing. How many patrons have we got to get before that's a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, because this is a public episode, isn't it? Right. If we get to 100 patrons, we'll do a Patreon special where Mike, I'll, 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 we'll I'll pay for us. It. You'll ref it. We'll pay. We'll pay for a, a, a match, a wrestling jiu-jitsu jiu match between me and Mike. Best of three. But I 
can use any rules I want. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to bring a weapon. No. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> you would have had it anyway. <laughs> no, but let's say we'll fight and I'm allowed to use a taser one time. <laughs> You're not allowed to use a taser. I'm allowed to use a taser one time. I'm not getting tased. I feel like wrestling is like it's, it's easier than like punching. It's literally the most technical of all the martial arts. It's just about like dominating one. No, one. it isn't. It's so technical. Nah. Like the idea of shooting at someone's legs is so technical. Did I? You saw that video I sent you? It's a random video I sent oh, you. Oh yeah. Guy, just like some white guy. I I feel like white guys. Yeah. I wouldn't fuck with a white guy when it comes to wrestling. I feel like they know their shit, man. Best white wrestlers guys. in the world are Dagestani, and I think the best uh, American wrestler is a black guy. Is he? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, also, you've got uh, people in the UFC who've been black wrestlers are like Tyrone Woodley, Kamara Woodsman. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, I'd say wrestling's uh, actually quite... Uh, you could argue like Colby Covington's quite good as well. But before, say... we, uh, before we go, we should do uh, Philosopher of the Week. Oh, yes, Philosopher of the Week. We had, uh, it, it, it's the FIFA president this week. It is the FIFA president. What's his first name, is it? Gian, 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 Swiss. Gianluco Infantano or something. And he was defending Gianluki Gianni. Gianni Infantano. And he See, was, I just want to point out to people, it's not, it's hard to pronounce a name sometimes. Right. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's not just uh... <laughs> You just pronounced the gym as the gyme two minutes ago. <laughs> so not all words that hard to pronounce. Uh... Yeah, but I'm dumb. I'm <laughs> stupid. <laughs> 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 but he, uh, he was talking about the, uh, the FIFA World Cup defending it. Mm. And he led his defense by saying, today, I am gay. Today, I am disabled. Have we, have we got him up? Yeah, I got it, I got it. We got him up. Let's, let's hear it from the man himself. Today, I have uh, very strong feelings. I can tell you that. <laughs> Today, I feel uh, Qatari. <laughs> Today, I feel Arab. Okay. Today, I feel... African. Okay. Mixing it. Today I feel uh, gay. No, 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 okay, no, no. just pause it there. You could tell he didn't want to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell he was building up. He was like testing the water and then he was like, he kind of rushed for it. Uh, today I, that's exactly what like, nah, I feel. I feel gay. That one was dubbed. Yeah. 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 Go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that. Disabled. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Let's thank God he didn't do a voice. <laughs> I feel, uh, He'd win all the comedy competitions. <laughs> I'm European. Actually, I am European. I've seen that as somebody <laughs> said before. That's just, they just say those statements. <laughs> <laughs> That's comedy nowadays. That's... have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world. We should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years. That's a good point. It's bars. Before starting to give moral lessons. Oh, yeah, he, yeah he, white people. He fucking threw us under the bus with that one, didn't he? You know you're losing an argument when you go straight to slavery, man. <laughs> <laughs> Three thousand years of slavery. 
thousand years. It's like, wow. <laughs> but they still have slavery. <laughs> like when people are like, yeah, well, the British used to have slaves 200 years ago, and we've not been allowed to. Be. If I, as a white person, walk in a place and I'm like, all right, can I get 20 deck of Marlboro Gold? Someone's like, do you remember when you not used to own slaves? You're like, all right, fucking hell, they still have slavery. Right now, they're like, you, you know. can't. Like, this is one of those things. So, do you need to get going? I got, I got, yeah, yeah. I this has been BTEC Philosophers. Sign up to the Patreon as ever. This has been a bit all over the place today because we had a few beers beforehand. But this has been fun, man. We've, we've been, uh, I'm not, even if you don't like football, I hope you enjoyed the discussions around it that we were discussing and you can see why we talked about everything we've been discussing and still to your flavour of, of, of taste of BTEC. Yeah. It's been a very BTEC episode and uh, we hope you have a lovely World Cup. We would like once to again to congratulate MBS <laughs> and the people of Saudi Arabia on a fine, fine performance against Argentina. To the Argentinian people, um, I don't know how we ever lost the Falklands to you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know.